Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Let's jump into the story of the week. Many of you, of course, have been keeping a close eye uh, on this particular uh, news story. A massive search uh, has ramped up today as authorities probe the North Atlantic for a tourist submarine that went missing over the weekend on an expedition to explore the famous Titanic shipwreck. Now, multiple agencies from Canada and the U.S. scoured thousands of square kilometers of open ocean. Authorities announced that underwater noises were detected in the search area, prompting further search operations beneath the surface in hopes of uh, finding their uh, origin. Now, searches involving remotely operated underwater vehicles so far have yielded negative results as of this afternoon, but we're continuing in an area where the noises were heard. Global National's Mike Armstrong uh, is in St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, keeping an eye on this story. Here is his latest report. This is a massive search effort, basically, out of several places on the East Coast. Aircraft and ships have set out from North Carolina and Rhode Island, but St. John's here in Newfoundland is really the closest to the search area. We're about 640 kilometers out. So it's become sort of a staging area for important equipment that's needed uh, to come and then be sent out. But getting it out there as quickly as possible is vital. Now that vessel, the submarine, has a shelf life. The pressurization and depressurization over and over takes a toll on it. There is something called uh, cyclic fatigue that can happen to the hull. And basically, at that depth, any little problem with the hull would be fatal. That is Global National's Mike Armstrong from earlier today. Joining me now is uh, Jack Russell, who helped design the original version of the deep dive submersible that's trapped at the site of the Titanic sinking. Uh, and he joins us now. Jack, thank you for uh, speaking to us this afternoon. No problem, Jess. Good to hear from you. So what goes through your mind? Someone like yourself who knows this technology well, knows the vessel well, what are you thinking uh, uh, today as you, as you hear these news reports? Oh, I'm very worried. Um, if if that unit's not on the surface um, and found, I don't know what their chance of survival is. The pressure down there is immense. Uh, it might be equivalent to you trying to balance a, a highway bus on your fingernail. Um, the, the pressure would be just tremendous. And like they just said, there is a uh, there is a shelf life to those units. Their best chance if they've lost power. And communication is by tapping on the uh, steel ends of the hull, the titanium ends. Uh, I don't know how the carbon fiber will transmit. Mm-hmm. And it's very cold. Really, it's like it's almost freezing down there. Um, and they have no means of heat. Uh, they have to be shallow breathing and they're running out of energy. Uh, and there's certain bodily things that have to happen and they're all trapped in the side there. Um, in regards to uh, safety processes and procedures on a vessel like that, what kind of things would they w- would have been sort of uh, implemented uh, when they realized they were in trouble? Well, they have um, they would have various means of dropping weight um, from from the uh, submersible. You have to understand that a submersible the size of that 
will float. You have to add weight to it in order for it to sink. And most of that weight that is added would be disposable weight. They can, they can disengage um, those weights. Um, there are weights there that are purposely uh, made for that, that they can uh, either remotely or manually disengage from the submersible so that the submersible will then rise to the surface. Um, uh, the, the battery, they can usually drop the battery. They can usually, they all, like I said, have a disposable weight that they can, that they can disengage. Um, uh, I, if, if they're able to do that, they would be on the surface. And that's my hope that they are there. So it's really, it's really just a case of if, if hopefully they're able to do that. It's really just a case now of somebody, you know, a visual sighting uh, from somebody from the air seeing them. Yeah, if they're on the surface, it's a visual sighting. Usually, usually the submersible would have a whip antenna that uh, will be up in the air with a little flag on it when they get to the surface because it may not be floating freely away above the water when it gets to the surface. It may just have a little bit of surface area that's exposed to the air, and they have no means of getting out. They need external um, somebody externally to open it for them. So it's sealed. There's just no, there's nothing they can do. They literally have to be saved before somebody can then uh, somebody, take them out. The under my understanding of that design is that it's uh, only uh, they're only a, a means of ex ex. Access is uh, external mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. egress. What, what do you think it is about the Titanic that attracts people to spend a lot of money to go want to see uh, it buried uh, at, at the bottom of the, of the seafloor? Jazz, I just have no idea. And I have no idea why people climb mountains either. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about that earlier at the office today is, uh, you know, if you were able to do so, would you uh, put yourself in a small vessel like that? Uh, you had mentioned that it was quite cold. How cold would it be, roughly? Any any sense? Oh, they're down there. They're near freezing, I would think. I think 40 degrees or, or less. Uh, now, in this case, uh, should these types of um, uh, trips... Uh, be made illegal? And what I mean by that is just because of something like this happening, worst case scenario, many resources now required between two countries uh, trying to find these individuals. Should these types of things just be made illegal if possible? Oh, I have no um, input on that, Jazz. I don't know what... uh, I have some things in my mind that should be legal and some things that should be (laughs) illegal. I sure don't know about that. Well, I guess the pull is always going to be there. Somebody's willing to pay uh, to uh, go visit uh, or at least try to uh, look at the ruins, whether it be the Titanic or something else, or desire others to to go into space as well. So that's all part and parcel of it. Uh, There have been reports that, you know, these individuals have until potentially tomorrow at the latest uh, before um, they would run out of air. Is Is that in your mind pretty accurate? That's what I understand. There's a certain amount of air uh, in, inside a submersible, and there's also scrubbers aboard that uh, clean the air. Um, so you have so many cubic feet of air that you can use and breathe, and then the scrubbers uh, clean it up so that you get the additional. And uh, they would be so cold that they would all be 
um, inadvertently shallow breathing, but they would be have practiced shallow breathing from the very start of, of a uh, problem. Hmm. Um, well, the only means of communication is tapping, um, making sounds on the hull. From what I understand, um, that they've lost communication and uh, they've lost power, probably. So, manual tapping on the hull is their only means of communication. Well, fingers crossed uh, that we have um, a happy ending uh, to this very um, the story that is engrossing a lot of folks who are watching around the world in regards to what happens. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that it all turns out uh, positive uh, for these uh, individuals. Jack, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for the call.